0: hello there ladies and gents robert sykes ketosavage.com and today i have special repeat guest brandon scott back off for another in-depth conversation this time we talk about his recent carb experiment uh he's been keto carnivore for the past several years and he spent the past several months kind of playing around dabbling with carbs seeing how his body and his mind would respond to that so we dove into that uh, which was a great conversation we also talked about hunting he's an avid hunter as well so we talk about hunting we talk about all kinds of things We talk about life And I just got a lot of respect for Brandon. He's a great guy. He's constantly putting out positivity, good, inspiring content, and I've got a whole lot of appreciation for him. I'm glad he's a friend of mine. I feel very fortunate to know him. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation with Brandon. And Brandon, we're live. How are you, man?
1: I'm pretty good. Yourself, buddy.
0: I am doing wonderfully well, wonderfully well. So this is the second time you've been on the podcast. The first time, we talked about like your intro, we talked about Carnivore, we talked about what got you into the space. I kind of want to do a Brandon 2.0 version of the podcast today, man. So what all has been going on since the first
1: episode? So when when did we record? Last year? Summertime? Probably around the same time? Yeah, I think so. I think it's probably been about a year. Yeah, absolutely. So... um let's see, since I, I, I stayed carnivore slash keto, you know, mainly, probably mainly more so carnivore than keto. Um, very, very heavily meat-based diet. Um, and then in January, um, I don't know, Something something just told me take a break from this and see if going back to like even low carb, I call it. Cause I didn't go strict. I didn't go completely high carb. I didn't flip completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I still kept, I still kept my carbs under like a hundred grams a day. Um, so I was like roughly a hundred grams a day of carbs. And it, you know, of course I lowered my fat and I tried to make it work. And then a couple of days into it, I just found myself absolutely ravenous. And from a I used to be 330 pounds um, and I used to have a binge eating problem. Like, I don't know. As soon as I started to introduce cars back in January, my old habits, my mind went back to those habits. Like um, it wasn't good for me mentally. And I, I stayed on this path for probably two or three months. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super active. I was renovating my house um, for like eight hours a day on top of work. Um, so I wasn't really practicing any diet per se, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it was difficult because I would self-justify to myself that it was okay to eat these certain things and it was okay to go cheat. and It was okay to do this and okay to do that. And my sleep was suffering and, and it just, it, everything down went, you know, downhill, um, back into my old habits, like I said, so I did that for probably, I don't know, four or five months this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I stepped on the scale for the first time. And I knew some of my clothes were you know, a little tighter. I gained weight. Um, I did not go to the gym at all during the you know coronavirus pandemic. Um, but I was running every day. So I, I think for me in my head, I was self-justifying. All right, well, you're running, man. You'll be fine. Your clothes are a little tight, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so like going back, I jumped on the scale and I looked at it. And I'm like, holy crap, dude, you've gained like 17 pounds. And I was like, nope, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, it, weight, weight fluctuation for me has been a normal for my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it, it was like a big wake up call and I was like, dude, just go back to what you know works for you. Um, and that's keto and, and I'm not even going to say carnivore because yes, I'm, you know, I eat a lot of protein. I'm animal based on all of my protein, but I'm not going to, I can't, I th- and I think the time I did carnivore, um, was good, but I can't be that strict anymore. I need some leeway. Um, like I've been eating vegetables, um, not every day, not, you know, not at every meal, but if they're there, like I'll eat them. I'm not going to say, Oh no, they're so bad for you. You know, um, so yeah, that's pr- basically where I'm at now. Um, back to keto. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's I definitely about it.
0: Want to dive into a lot of like the the mindset and psychology around food because I feel like that's I feel like that makes sense in the context and the realm of this conversation. I feel like you've got a really good pulse on you know your thoughts towards it all since it's all happened pretty recently. Like I haven't had carbs and I can't that long, so I don't even know. Right. How my body would respond or how my mind would respond. So I'm kind of curious to pick your brain, uh, just so I, I can take advantage of your experiment instead of having to do it myself. Um, right. So what what made you want to, uh, you know, reintroduce the carbohydrates back in? Like, what was the nagging thing in the back of your mind, justifying doing that and, and just convincing you to to give it a shot?
1: Sure. So I'm going to open a can of worms here um, because it goes back to instagram and social media and the pressures and the ever the evolution of diet and everybody's perspective and certain people that i follow and you know you you want to be like okay well if it's okay for them it's okay for me Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and try it And, and i think a lot of it had to do with that um i'm not saying that i follow and mimic or do what other people do because i'm a big proponent of doing what works best for you and i respect that um so but I think it was, okay, I've been doing this for like two years. Is it okay if I reintroduce it? Like, is it, you know, how's how am I going to react? And once I started, it was, like I said, a downhill battle for me, for for my, you know, my, my previous addiction that I had beat going to keto. Did you notice any...
0: Any benefit? Like, was there any positive that came from it apart from just the perspective? But like, any kind of physiological positive, like better, better pumps, better workouts, more energy, anything like that?
1: No, no. Well, uh, uh, I, I honestly, I can't, I can't say that I did notice anything extra. Um, like I said, I mean, we were, I was running every day. Um, some days, majority of my days are just a mile. Um, uh, for the month of August. I, or no, I'm sorry, July, I ran a hundred miles total and I was carb fueled then. Um, just did I, I had plenty of energy. I'm not saying, you know, like it helped, it helped enhance in any way, shape or form. Absolutely not. it's, okay. it's for, for me, it was my body's reaction to the carbohydrates in my brain saying, okay, just like putting up, you know, filling up your gas tank. Once you deplete it, you want more. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would get that feeling of, dude, you're hungry again. There's, there's what out of whack signals, and uh, I would go eat. And <laughs> I was eating six, seven, eight times a day and snacking, and you know, back to back to my old ways. So, totally, totally.
0: Yeah, this yeah. this is interesting, man, because like, you know, I'm definitely painted in the <laughs> people have painted me in the picture of Robert Sykes keto savage. He's the super strict keto guy, super like hardcore discipline about that he, he didn't want anybody eating carbs or anything like that and that's that's not the case at all i don't want anybody to think that about me uh i mean that's what right. i do but i don't pass judgment on other people based off of what they do and i think the fact that you you know had this curiosity at the back of your head you know knocking and you experimented with it and then have come out of it with just tenfold more self-awareness I feel like yes. that is incredibly powerful. Like to to me, it's it's better for you to have done, you know, keto carnivore for two years, um, and then if you're still wanting to like experiment and figure out how carbs affect you, I think that you're better off for having done that trial period, seen how it affected you physically and mentally. And now you just know, like, there's no more question. There's no more nagging what if in the back of your mind. Like, you just know, and your degree yeah. of self-awareness is amplified significantly.
1: That's right. So Yeah, and, yeah. No, go ahead. No, you, you go ahead.
0: So, like, for for me, you know, I, I want everybody to be able to know that. I feel like there's a lot of people in the space right now, uh, both just individuals and also influencers, co- coaches, uh, you know, gurus that they they don't have enough self-awareness to know where they stand on a certain things so they'll just move on to whatever's the hype at the moment um, Yeah, and I it's noticed human that. <laughs> it's human nature you know like i i don't sure. fault them for that like everybody wants to figure out who they are and i mean that's the way you do it you figure out who you are by experimenting and seeing what what sticks and what doesn't however you can't really have this "fake it till you make it" approach and experiment and, and paint yourself as like the expert in that given topic, and then the next month be preaching an entirely different message because then you are just confusing everybody that's listening to you. Absolutely. So for you, I am just kind of going off on a diatribe right now, so forgive me. But for you, like, what what do you want to do going forward? Like, who is Brandon Scott now, having done everything you've done in the past, lost all that weight? you know been in the keto space for as long as you have done this experiment come out of it like like where do you where are you at now what are you excited about
1: i i am on a straight path of staying ketogenic um there's no way in heck you can ever tell me to, to to tell me that carbs are okay for everybody so you know, it, it, like you said, per- everybody differs. And like that is my main goal now for me personally, for my mindset, for my head, for where I need to be. It's going to be ketogenic. Now, I'm not going to stress over uh, protein intake. Like if I go over on my protein, fine, big deal. Um, like the whole you know, extra protein, you out of ketosis, whatever. Do I check my ketones? Nope. I haven't even checked them in the past month that I've been, you know, back to keto. Mm -hmm. Um, I can, I can physically tell how I feel and when I'm in it. Um, And and it's almost like a, a a self-awareness thing, like you said. Um, But for me, yep. I will probably never, ever, ever go back to any high amount of carbs ever. Um, it's just, it works for me. It keeps my head focused. It keeps me motivated. Um, I know I don't want to be the person that I was. Um, and I sl- like, I slowly started to slip back into being a jerk and having an attitude all the time and I could directly see how it affected my um my well-being. So, I don't want to be that guy anymore. I want to be uplifting, I want to be energetic, I want to have enough energy throughout the day um and being in ketosis, man, burning fat for fuel is the way to go. 100%. Well, I'm I'm on the same page for sure. <laughs> um yeah.
0: a lot of people think that if you like have this elimination approach to certain food groups and that you paint certain foods as being, you know, quote unquote bad, that is just a weakness on your part. Like you should be able to have moderation. You should be able to incorporate everything and then be stronger than that burning desire. So like that, right. that's definitely one argument. That's, that's what one side of the spectrum, you know, suggests for sure. But like in that context, what is your response to that? Like how do you, you know, wrap that around your brain and, and take that and go forward with it?
1: Uh so when you see people saying that, um you take t- t- I take a step back and I look at them and I look at their their past and I look at their physique and I look at what they're about as a person, right? Mm-hmm. And if somebody and if somebody says, Oh, you know, you you can have everything just be um you know, be cognizant of what you're eating and, and you're able to cheat and you're able to do this, well, You're telling that to a broad audience, right? You're not saying to that one individual that's, you know, three, four hundred pounds who's had an eating issue their entire life when you haven't. So to listen to people say that, it drives me absolutely nuts because one, like they don't know what we're going through or what we've been through. Um, they don't know food addiction and sometimes they might, so, you know, but nine out of 10 times, let's be real. They don't, mm-hmm. um, they've always been concerned with their physique. They've always looked good. They don't have any loose skin. You, you can just tell me. And so I don't ever listen to that person because I know what works best for me, but a lot of people do. So. Yeah. It's funny
0: because, like, I know I know a lot of different people. I know a lot of different types of people that have gone through very different paths. And I, I look at my dad, for instance. And my dad is, you know, almost 60 years old. He's in shape. He looks great. He's, like, hustling. He's pouring concrete next week. And, I mean, he's freaking, he's a super smart guy. He's, like, a, he's, a, he's killing it. But yeah. he, he doesn't know what a bicep curl is. He doesn't know what a squat is. He doesn't care about that aspect of fitness. He's very physically fit from, like, you know working and living on land um, right. but he doesn't care about you know physical fitness in the sense of looking good aesthetically etc cetera, etc cetera. he's never understood my bodybuilding goals and endeavors he appreciates it and respects it now but it took him a long time to figure out what the heck I was doing in my life and <laughs> for food like he's never been overweight he he doesn't understand right. you know food addiction he doesn't get it like it's just not even it, it does not compute in his brain and right you know, you try to explain these things to somebody that's never gone that route. You know, he can moderate whatever. He can have super, you know, high-quality grass-grown whatever and then a piece of cheesecake at the end of it and not think twice about it, you know, and his body will still stay healthy and in shape and he'll live to see another day. Um, But for people that have struggled with food, have, you know, gone through binging and purging cycles, like, it's – you can't even relate and – for like somebody like my dad who can handle that and moderate it, you know, and be fine, more power to him. You know, it's not yeah. my place to say you should eat a certain way. Like if it's working for you and you can be happy and healthy with it, and you don't have these crazy nagging thoughts in your brain, then more power to you. Keep doing what you're doing; it's working. But I don't think they have the platform, have the rights, have the ability, the credibility to tell people that have gone through, you know, various binging and purging cycles how they should eat
1: absolutely yeah and, and, and another thing uh, it's like they preach the same diet to the masses and it's it's you near know, your typical high carb low fat diet because you we all know that fat makes you fat right so uh, <laughs> but it's that just drives me nuts especially when they're not open to other diets and seeing what might work for one of your clients or what might not work um, so yeah I hear you man it, It's tough. It's tough for
0: sure. It is. It is. I think, I don't know, man, like from a physiological standpoint, I don't feel like there's any inherent benefit to carbs. Like you can definitely use carbs. You can get away with eating carbs based off of your, you know, how efficient your metabolism is, what your lean muscle mass is. I mean, I could eat carbs and get away with it. But I try and look at everything in life through the context and through the lens of, do I really want to live life on terms of what I can get away with? Or do I want to live my life in terms of what I can optimize for? And when I think of it through that lens, there's just not really point. Like I can't really just justify in a bunch of carbs because I just, I don't see any benefit to it, you know, whether that's yeah, physiologically
1: yeah. or psychological. Absolutely. So, so this going back now that you said that it kind of triggered my thoughts on my running, uh, back in July, like I said, I ran a hundred miles in July, mm-hmm. um, and i was i wanted, i was sluggish my times were a lot slower um granted i was running over three miles a day so it's kind of taxing but my miles were a lot slower when i was eating carbs because i just didn't feel as good mm-hmm. now the past two weeks man my times have been going up um, my runs have been feeling awesome like i have sustained energy through the entire thing i crash at the end of my run so again optimizing what does your body run best on at
0: <laughs> totally, so, man. Yep. All right, so you're doing you're doing like a one mile a day for the whole every, every day of the year, right? And that wasn't that the goal?
1: every. Yep, that's it, I man. I have I have not missed a day yet.
0: I haven't either, man. I haven't. I didn't even do really? that because you've done it, but, but I have not nice. missed a day either. I, I started running uh, when I did my contest prep because the gym closed and all the stairmasters were gone. Um, yeah. So I switched over to running, and then I just fell in love with it. So I committed to basically at least running a mile. It's usually about 1.3 to 2 miles, somewhere in that window. But yeah, I haven't sure. missed a run since I don't know,
1: December or something of last year. Dude, that is awesome. That is so awesome. I mean, I'm up to I think like 460 some miles for this year so far. So, Do
0: you use like a certain app for tracking that?
1: Yeah, I, I use Nike Run Club. Do you like it? No, it's it's not bad. Um, the only reason I got on it is David Webb uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> was on it and he was like, dude, just you know, hit me up. We'll be friends on there. And so I just I haven't used anything else because I was so used to it. Nice.
0: I'm gonna have to play yeah. around with that one. I've tried a bunch of different ones lately. Like I've tried um uh, not Senza, That's that's for food. I've, what's it called? Strava. I think S- it's Strava. Yeah. And it's I like it. I feel like that's one of the gold standards in the running app market. But I feel like half the time it totally mislogs my run. Like it I'll be running for 30 minutes, do some you know long distance run, and it'll, I'll look at it and it'll be like you've run for Two minutes and have made .3 mile progress or something like that. It's oh just, no, heck no! <laughs> frustrates no. me, man. I
1: I, I can I, there's a, a bike trail up the road from me. It's like six miles and it is nothing but twists and turns. And it is the GPS on that app is spot on and it'll track the entire thing. I've never had an issue.
0: Nice. I think that's been my yeah. issue because I do a bunch of off road trail running on bike trails and I feel like Same. that's where it really messes up the the GPS. So I'm going to switch over and give that Nike Run app a try
1: there you go do you
0: have any kind of like nagging pain in your joints at all ankles knees and that like that from running so consistently
1: not not anymore i did at the beginning of the year pretty consistent outer right knee pain mm-hmm. but i just i just i because i would i i'm i'm like one of those guys that takes something to the extreme um so i was running like a 5k every single day at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and i was like all right dude your goal was one mile. Let's bring it back. Uh, let's let's give your body a little bit of a break. Um, and then once I you know did one mile only for a couple of weeks, my knee pain went away. Otherwise, man, I don't have any joint pain at all.
0: Nice. So, nice. Did you uh, like what, what kind of yeah. shoes
1: are you running in? Are you doing any kind of uh, specific shoes? Yeah, the I'm I'm running in the Brooks Ghost Ghost 12s right now. Best shoes ever that right. I've had.
0: I do Pull like them. the the Brooks. I I just got a pair of Brooks that were the, um, uh, shoot. What's the other What's the other Brooks model? I have you know? no idea. It's it's a Brooks shoe, but I, that's been pretty good. I've got a really bad overpronated feet, so like I got jacked up feet. Uh, but the Brooks do pretty well for me for sure. Gotcha. Good deal. Well, talk about hunting, man. You and I are both big hunters. It's almost getting <laughs> hunting season. Have you been shooting the bow as consistently as you've been running?
1: uh no that is a big negative (laughs) (laughs) no bowhunt huh no i don't know man it's i don't know i my my focus here recently has been on rifles and uh doing some long-range shooting and and uh yeah so um that and i got into some suppressor action where i've uh, got a suppressor for a couple of my rifles now. So we've been, uh, coyote hunting at night with thermal optics. So that's been, that's been my focus this summer, but you know, both seasons right around the corner. So I need to get on it,
0: man. Let's, let's talk about this for a second. So you're doing suppressor on the coyote hunts and uh-huh. cause, cause you can't use a suppressor during deer season, right? It's only for coyotes.
1: No, you can use it at least in Virginia. We can use them. Wow. I didn't know that. Is that, that yeah. cut down the, uh, the, the volume pretty pretty good oh yeah there well it just depends on your round because you have you have supersonic rounds and then you have subsonic rounds um, depending on which caliber and once you put a subsonic round in a suppressor it's it's whisper quiet you probably you, you could probably shoot it inside of your shop and nobody would ever know that you shot it outside so what are you shooting uh 300 blackout
0: nice nice what kind of scope you got on there
1: um i think it's a athlon athlon talos you like it oh yeah love it love it that's but that's on my day scope i have a pulsar apex thermal on my coyote rifle which is a 6.5 grendel um that's that's an awesome round by the way if you get into ars any more than you are
0: yeah i've got i've got an ar and i love that i'd use it mostly just for planking around at the farm they're like i'll take it out when we go you know looking for pig sure. and whatnot but i have not done an official coyote hunt like i've i've killed coyote but i've never like done the full-blown you know have like a you know predator call out go out there with thermals like that that sounds like a uh,
1: ball game dude that is so much fun so much fun because the thermal at night you're you're completely blacked out like you don't mm-hmm. As long as long as you play the wind, you're calling them men, and they don't see you, but you can see them through that thermal scope, and it's it's lights out. It's it's pretty fun.
0: Well, a lot of people use the thermals for for the wild hogs, so I thought about getting them for that. Yes, you know, so that would yep. be that'd be sweet, man. Because our farm is just riddled with with feral pigs, so I feel like having a thermal and being able to take advantage of them moving more at night would be the way to go.
1: Dude, we could have a blast, man. I, I'll I'll fly out there and I'll just bring the rifle with me, and we can have some fun.
0: <laughs> Do it, man. Do it. Our um uh, Arkansas deer season is super long. You can kill like six deer in Arkansas, which is crazy. That's a lot more than most states. But you know the pig season here is year round because we're just overridden by them. So yeah. yeah, man. Let's let's make a trip out of it. We'll have the I'm trying to get like a, a little get together going with a select few group of people come out to the farm. Uh, you know, Danny Vega is definitely in. Adams in i guess you're in nice. now and we'll just all go out there and <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be freaking savages out in the woods man
1: dude that would be awesome man like yeah so if uh anybody else has a thermal that would be even better because two shooters are better than one that's for sure two shooters are better than one. i'll get
0: a thermal uh dot for my bow and i'll just go out there with the bow <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: they hey you could easily do that with a um they make a thermal monocular that you could attach to, like, a helmet. So really? you can do, like, some, some, some yeah, so you could do some black ops, like, looking through your optic at the hog at the same time. It was pretty sweet.
0: Huh. I'll be damned! I didn't know they even had those. It, it's getting all kinds of crazy <laughs> high-tech, man. Like, I'm all about traditional hunting where you go out there, like, yeah. <laughs> i as far as going out there with, like, an old-school 50-caliber muzzleloader and freaking buckskin leggings, and now you got monocular thermal optics, scopes, and all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff.
1: It's uh, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a huge market though. I mean, like, and, and thermal optics are not cheap. Like, yeah, if you you gotta buy it, you're gonna cry for that day, and then you then you're gonna have some fun.
0: <laughs> well, those those are the kind of optics. I mean, is it is it all battery powered, or how they get that set up?
1: Yeah, it's battery powered. You it takes the CR one twenty three batteries. Um, some of them have uh, external battery packs, but they they last. I think the batteries last about three to four hours of runtime and then once once i'm hog cutting i just i run an external battery pack that way i can run it all night long and, and not have to worry about it nice nice
0: do you still use your yeah. your air rifle for all the close range deer you're shooting
1: no no i got rid of it man really? i got uh got uh, yeah i got out of the air rifle business well i was using it here at the house um for these local deer but they ended up Tearing all the woods out beside the house and building a horse farm, so uh, I didn't. I didn't feel like I, I should shoot that rifle that direction anymore. So that's the worst. If man. uh, yeah, if if I go out into the woods to to hunt a deer, I'm taking a real gun. So or
0: bow. You are still into bow hunting, right?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I do it all. So nice, nice.
0: I'm gonna try and make because I got I got kind of into bow hunting last year when I went on that hunt in Washington, and I've just been freaking hooked, man. Like I've been shooting every day, and I feel like for me, like I've got this bulldog personality in which if there's something that I can consistently do every single day whether it be running a mile, hitting my macros or shooting the bow, like that's what I'm going to do and I feel like that is just it's like therapy for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I hear you, man. I I uh I took I think 6 or 7 of my rifles out to a buddy's farm this past weekend and just took an hour or two to shoot and it's like you get so it's it's such a relaxing like rewarding thing seeing that bullet hit the paper where you want it to hit, you know. And then you just envision like the reward you're gonna get from when you kill a deer or, or a hog or whatever, and then you you know take it home and eat it. There's no better feeling ever. So
0: you get any it's, venison left in the freezer still or no?
1: Um I do actually. Uh we're able to kill six deer just like you. Nice. Um and th- and then we can also buy six more dough tags um if you would like. Um and then in where I live, we have urban archery where the season basically lasts from September fifth through the end of March. So there You're we have huge season. The deer is the deer here in this urban area is out of control, man. There every every day when I'm on my way out of the neighborhood, there's a dead deer laying there. Like it's ridiculous. That's crazy, man. So. That's
0: crazy. Well shoot, might as well yeah. put it so, in the freezer so yeah, and yeah. hit it with a vehicle, you know. <laughs> it's a lot more useful.
1: Absolutely. gotta. Pe- and people people don't like us hunting either, and it just drives me nuts. It's like, you're going to hit this deer with your car, or I'm going to hit it with an arrow, and I'm going to take it home and eat it and feed my family. Like, what, what do you want?
0: Yeah. we, we I mean, yeah. you know,
1: there, there'd be a whole
0: podcast episode in
1: just the confusion
0: and <laughs> the frustration amongst people that are against hunting, anti-hunting, but again, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to paint anybody into a yeah. picture. Like if you don't want to hunt, by all means don't hunt, but if, but you, yeah. if you don't want to hunt and you're eating meat and then you're going to pass yeah. judgment on hunters that are respectable hunters, then there's probably something yeah.
1: loose upstairs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey man, we, we can tie that back to food and nutrition too. Everybody is so disconnected from that type of life that they're so easily, Swayed by food commercials and going to the food line or the grocery store and buying a bunch of crap to eat, like they don't know what real food is. Like there's mm-hmm. no there's no connection there. But yeah, that we could talk about that all day long.
0: Hundred percent, man. I've been
1: because yeah. I'm
0: trying to make room in my freezer right now. I've got a little bit of venison hanging out still, so I've been eating backstrap. I said my backstrap for the for the end for whatever reason, but I've been eating backstrap and tenderloin every single day for the past like two weeks uh, from the Aye. day I killed last year. And it's, it's amazing, man. I've been, I'll get the Primal Kitchen Caesar salad dressing. I tried this last night. I got the Primal Kitchen Caesar salad dressing and then just marinated in that and then threw it on the Traeger. And that was like the bomb diggity, man.
1: Yeah. That sounds freaking amazing. How long do you cook it on the Traeger?
0: I've been doing just like a reverse sear, so I'll put it on 225 degrees, and then I'll put the temperature probe in there, and then I'll let it cook until it reaches about 110. I'll take it off, I'll crank it up to 500 degrees, and then as soon as it gets up to temp, I'll just put it back on the grill and sear it for about two, two minutes each side or so, and that usually does the trick. Nice. Gosh, my mouth is watering now. Yeah. Yeah, I freaking, <laughs> I freaking love it, man. There's, I made a post the other day. There's something about like eating food that you've killed— and like the flavor like it's marinated in the memories man it's marinated in the memories of what it took to get that food and put it on the plate and that's i mean you can't buy that
1: in a superstore no you can't no no you you can't buy the time you spent out in the woods you can't buy that connection you can't buy it at all no f- it's it's priceless it's priceless for sure 100% man so i'm
0: curious yeah. now that you're full-fledged back into the keto carnivore which I want to pick your brain about that too with regard to what you said earlier you know you're not hardcore you know ride or die carnivore so much as you are just keto not really worried about the the protein amount which i think is 100 percent the way to go about it like i think yeah. having periods of time where you're strict carnivore can be great it's like great elimination approach to just re-establish a baseline but i feel like it's it's not sustainable for most people i mean most people one little bit of vegetation and one little salad every once in a while, and they shouldn't feel guilty for eating it, you know.
1: Absolutely, and I started to feel that way a lot because, um, you know, my name on Instagram is Keto Carnivore King, and I just, I, I so two years ago I changed my name to that just for myself because. I I didn't, I wanted some accountability and I was keto, but more animal based, like heavy, heavy meat consumption because I'm a hunter. So it naturally just fit. And the name sounded cool. Don't, I'm going to be honest with you. Right. But so I did a one month of strict carnivore, lost a bunch of weight, you know, naturally you're going to lose a bunch of weight. And I just, I got wrapped up in the whole carnivore stuff and it eventually led me to even binging on keto stuff, like mm-hmm. keto treats and snacks and like, oh, I could self justify to myself of of, uh, oh, this is still keto, but then go binge on it. So now, Now that I'm, I'm saying I'm not strict carnivore. um, I'm back to keto. It has allowed me to enjoy the, you know, quote keto treats and, you know, still good, you know, good food, and it not bother me psychologically. Like it doesn't mess with my head. Um, I can easily go, you know, enjoy something that's, you know, sugar free and not feel bad about it.
0: Hundred percent, man. I mean, yeah, I feel like. Everything in the in the space kind of goes in waves. Like, there's certain things that are hyped up at certain times. And for a while, it seems like the past five or six months or so, it's just been about, you know, carnivore and anti nutrients in plants and like when you pair those together yeah. it's like you just go way on one end of the spectrum or the other so like you you want to be carnivore because there's just so much nutrient density in organ meats and meat etc cetera, etc cetera. Well, but then right like you start painting you know any form of vegetation in a negative light and it's like almost like you you're freaking criminal if
1: you have a salad you know which is just
0: a weird way to think about things
1: yeah 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 well i <laughs> i had one guy message me on instagram he's like I I can't believe you eat those keto bricks. They're they're plant based protein, and I'm like, dude, it doesn't bother me whatsoever, and they're freaking delicious. Like, <laughs> what is what does it matter what I do? Yeah, you know, like like if you don't like plant based stuff, then don't eat it. Like that's on you. But just just because I'm doing it doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong. And dude, I, you will not believe the amount of messages you probably do. I don't you probably get the same crap I I've gotten over the past years, but you just always deal with the haters and people that think that their way is the only way. So, yeah, it's, it's
0: frustrating, man. Like when you, especially when you own a business, you start putting stuff out there, you know, you put content out there for people to take and do with it as they will. And it's not been as bad lately, but when Crystal and I first started the keto brick business and we were putting out, you know, the launches and everything we would sell out in just a matter of minutes. We got so much shit, man. People would be just (laughs) hating on us for not making more, not having the money to make more, not being good business people. It's like they would just hate on us. And, I mean, we would stay up all night long, you know, days on end, making these things just to be met with hate. And it was, like, incredibly disheartening. Like, there was a couple tear-filled nights for sure. And it's like... I got thick skin pretty quick there. And then it's like, you know what? I know what my intentions are. I know what I stand for. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I have that self-awareness. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I believe in it. And if anybody wants to talk shit on that, then let them. But I have no respect for them in the first place. So anything they say... It's like, it's like, I don't care. Like if I don't respect them, if they're like some random, you know, handle on Instagram that was probably made just to be a troll, then get out of my life, bro. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get out out of my business. And the crazy thing to me is like, if I see somebody that's starting a business or doing something like that and they sell out. And I didn't get one. I'm gonna be like, hell yeah! I'm happy for you. Keep on doing what you're doing because it's working and you're progressing. You're you're getting bigger, right? And that's mm-hmm. what you did. So pe- people that hate like that don't have any respect for themselves. So plain and simple, <laughs> that's all that gay, is. Man.
0: you you gotta that's, like. You don't want to judge, but at the same time, you gotta like hear what they're saying and be like, they're probably coming from a very negative place internally and they feel the need to lash out. Like, I don't know the last time I watched a YouTube video and felt compelled to write a negative comment. Like, I don't write negative uh, comments. Like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, like, what's the point yeah. of that? So if There's none. Yeah, yeah. If they're going to do that, they're probably just coming from a negative place in the first place, and you know, me lashing back at them is not going to get anything accomplished. So I honestly just feel sorry for them.
1: Yeah. Just ignore the haters and move on. 100%, man.
0: So what's next for you? What what's in the pipeline? What are you excited about? What are you excited about with regard to the keto space as a whole? Like where do you see it going? Where do you see you fitting into it all? Just kind of pitch some ideas my way, man. I'm curious.
1: Um, I don't know, man. I I I, so with the whole diet break, um, the key you know keto break. I kind of took a step back from social media as well. naturally, right? Because I'm not on there for some a particular reason. I still posted like once a week or once a month or whatever. But um, going back and changing my name, I promised myself that I would not get wrapped up in any drama. Um, I would not get wrapped up in in any one person's choice and try to you know, sway me in any direction like it did. Um, and just to be myself and not consume like dude if you were looked at my activity level on Instagram holy crap it's like four or five hours a day no lie I'm not even I'm, I'm not I'm be honest with you and now you can go to my thing and it's maybe like 35 minutes a day mm-hmm. um, it's just it consumed me so I still want to be in the space and the reason for that is accountability for myself um, mainly but to sh- also show others that it's okay to screw up or not even screw up but to to figure things out for themselves um, and to figure out what works best for them, um, I constantly have you know messages daily saying, "Hey man, we missed you. Like we appreciate your posts and your honesty and your humility, and like just keep on being you because I've lost 100 pounds because of you because I found your account. Um, so for to just just hearing that keeps me motivated with the space." Um, And, and just moving forward with Instagram. So, so Facebook and Instagram are completely, you know, I keep Facebook private and Instagram is open. Um, so I, I just don't, I want to be able to share my personal experiences with everybody on Instagram so they can not just so much to learn from it, but to, 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 you know, just keep on inspiring people too. It's okay to mess up and be yourself and just figure out what works best for you. So 100% man.
0: It's it's funny yeah. cuz like I'll try and just observe the community, the space and just see where things are going so that I can, yeah. you know, be strategic as a business owner but also just so I can hopefully offer some value uh, where I see where people's interests lie. But yeah. it's it's it can't be very consuming if you let it for sure. I mean, there's so much drama yeah. and there's so much drama yeah. around nutrition and it's it's honestly just amazes me like people get so you know uptight about what people are eating and yes you know like i'll i'll see something on Twitter's the worst. You don't ever want to go on Twitter. <laughs> it's a black hole. No. Um, but I'll see people like in the flexible dieting. You know, if it fits your macro space, just totally lashing out about all these, you know, quote unquote keto zealots. That's what they call us. Um, yeah. And there yeah. are some keto yeah. zealots. There's some. There's some zealots out there that are very dogmatic in their thinking, and they just don't. They they don't think. Um, but that is not the whole. And I see stories like what you described as people having lost 100 pounds because they're inspired by something that, you know, you put out, I put out, somebody put out, and it's like you hear messages like that and you can't help but feel good about the community that you're in and that you're a part of, and right. that's what 100% keeps me doing what I'm doing, and I feel like we're better off, you know, for the stuff we put out for those people. Like, that's just, those are the people that we're doing this for.
1: Sure, absolutely. I love it, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think for myself it's – Like, I'll I'll be completely honest. When I took the whole Instagram break, like, I didn't care what I ate. Like, Mm -hmm. and that was, it was bad for me. I'm not saying Instagram runs my life in in regards to my diet, but it definitely helps, man. Because it's the community, the people that care about their health. And you see that and people post that. And you're just like, so what if so-and-so wants to have this to eat like if I don't agree with it, I'm not going to go say something. But I'm sure it's like going to respect you, and I'm going to uh, put you know be uplifting in any way that I can. Like, dude, I don't think I've said a negative word on Instagram ever. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we're all in this together, and to and to be in this space, you know, to to better our health as a whole, like that helps big time. And I know not only for myself, but a lot of other people. Hundred percent, man. I mean, I've I've known you for. I don't know, a couple of years
0: now, but like, I, I've liked the way you've structured your, your content creation, just the person you are and the stuff you're putting out, because it's never coming from a place of negativity. It's always just, you know, positive. It's, it's always inspiring. It's always coming from a good place. And I feel like if everybody just did that, then obviously the world would
1: be a better place. So you're doing it right. Yeah. man. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Hey, likewise for you, buddy. Because, uh, and we, we can like, go into this either now or another time. But when I first started, I, David, I looked back at you back in the back of the truck and I said, dude, your videos are what got me started. And your videos on YouTube of you documenting your journey and how this works and how that works. And, you know, my basic keto understanding came from you and Goody Beats. And, this past month I was like, all right, dude, you're going back keto. Cause you know what it works. And the first thing I did was I got up on the TV and I searched in keto savage. And I went back three, like two, three years of videos and just started watching them one night. Like that, that was it. And it got me, it got me pumped again. It got me ready to freaking hit it, you know, hard and just got my mind where it needed to be. So, um. I appreciate, I appreciate that, you in, the, in that respect, big time. Yeah. That yeah. that means the world. Like, I'm, I'm not the smartest guy
0: out there by any means. There's a lot of doctors and scientists and medical researchers that know a heck of a lot more than me. But I want to be known as the guy that has, you know, stood by the same message and, you know, grown in that message, like learned and adapted and improved upon it. But basically – Has been preaching the same message for years and years and years and can be looked at as just that consistent disciplined Rock that doesn't budge, you know people go back and forth on things and that's fine You know everybody's got to find their path, but I, I was fortunate enough to have found my path early Like I screwed up. I screwed up my health. I screwed up my business I screwed up my nutrition I screwed up everything and I screwed up very very early and when I figured it out when I fixed it you know, I knew that I was on the right path and I have not wavered from that path since then because I just knew like I had a hundred percent self-awareness and I've since then put out all the content that I have and will continue to put out the content I have. And I'll be putting out the same type of content when I'm 89 years old. And I hope people can just see that and be inspired by that and know that what I preach is true and that I believe in it. And I feel like if you can get something out of that, then, then my job is done
1: absolutely hey man and if it just reaches that one person that's all that matters that's one better person you know
0: 100% Brandon well shoot man so. you and I can sit here and talk all day long but I'm gonna let you get back to doing what you're doing I'm about to throw some venison on the grill I do I mean, I'm, I'm jealous man. <laughs> I do want to uh, get like a hunt camp or something orchestrated though for sure so stay on the line here after we get done with recording this podcast and let's, let's get some dates on the calendar man
1: awesome man appreciate you having me on buddy 100%. Thank
0: you. Well, for anybody that doesn't know you or hasn't followed you in the past, what is your current Instagram handle and where can they <laughs> find you?
1: <laughs> I, 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 ch- I changed it back, buddy. It's keto.carnivore.king so, awesome. on Instagram.
0: Yep, that's it. Awesome. Well, Brandon, like I said, man, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing it right. Appreciate you, brother. And let's definitely keep in touch. Yes, sir. Thank you. See you, man.